Hello, I'm Helen Eaton and I talk about autism and neurodiversity. I talk about these things as my family is neurodivergent. I run workshops and training on autism and it's my favourite thing to talk about. My website is heleneaton.co.uk and there you'll find lots of information and also details on how to buy my book, Anna and Ruby, an Autism Story. It's a perfect and illustrated guide to autism ads for older children, teens and adults. I would of course highly recommend it. Uh, This podcast is about autism and self-confidence and I hope some of these suggestions help you whether or not you're autistic. Please remember I am not a medical professional. I am a trainer and public speaker. Please always seek the advice of a GP, paediatrician, counsellor or psychologist if you need expert medical opinion. So let's get on with it. I believe self-confidence is an issue for autistic people and is often more complex than for neurotypical non-autistic people. I sent out a quick survey via social media and whilst by no means scientific, the results were interesting. 40 responses from a wide range of people, including autistic adults and teens, parents, educational and medical professionals. So it's not a scientific grade survey, which is fine as I'm not a scientific person, or science-minded or science-able particularly, but it was useful to help shape my thoughts for this podcast and add extra, and add an extra 40 voices to mine. It's really the personal stories shared that are perhaps the most useful and I'll come to those towards the end of this podcast. So self-confidence is about recognising our own worth, abilities and potential. It gives us the ability to do everyday things, to trust in ourselves, to try new things or to keep on doing the same things. Self-esteem is slightly different and means that we believe we have a right to be happy, that we place value in ourselves. For some autistic people, self-confidence may not factor so much in their lives. Perhaps they don't have the cognitive ability to recognise or measure self-confidence or self-worth to the same degree. And that's fine. For the many autistic people who are functioning in day-to-day life with partial or full independence, self-confidence is, though I believe, an incredibly important thing to protect and develop. As I said earlier, it gives us the ability to do everyday things, to trust in ourselves, to try new things or keep on doing the same things. If we're thinking about self-confidence and why it's important, let's look at what happens if you have low levels of self-confidence. So if you have low levels of self-confidence, you'll stay in your comfort zone. And while that sounds very comfortable and a very nice place to be, it may become narrow and limiting and become about avoiding opportunities or even everyday things. Comfort zones tend to shrink to become more limited and lead to more isolated lives, which may lead to mental health issues. Something to think about. If you have low levels of self-confidence, you're likely to be constantly worried about mistakes and feel highly anxious. If you have low levels of self-confidence, you'll behave to other people's standards and feel constantly judged and at times a failure if you're not working to other people's standards. You may mask, so that means hiding behind a a fake version of yourself as you don't feel confident enough to be yourself. I've seen autistic teenage girls, I think in particular, adopt whole new looks. Hair, makeup, clothes, likes and ways of moving that aren't naturally theirs. And all that's in order to fit in and meet other people's standards. They weren't confident enough to be themselves, to live as themselves. This is not just a uh, female thing, I must stress, but I've seen it more in teenage girls. 
But that all of that's exhausting and can only really worsen a person's self-confidence in the long term. So going back to my survey, 100% agreed or strongly agreed that it's important for autistic people to have positive levels of self-confidence. 80%, that's 80% felt that autistic people's self-confidence is worse or much worse than a non-autistic person's, with communication, social skills and mental health in particular being the areas where self-confidence was the lowest. Wow, I think that's interesting stuff and it really kind of shaped uh, my thoughts. It added to my opinions. It was nice to hear that from other people. Nice but sad at the same time. If we stop and think about where self-confidence comes from. So let's focus on that. Where does self-confidence come from? Internally, it's from our own ability to see ourselves in a positive light. Being able to say, I did that well, I'm good at that, what I did was good enough. That's not all about winning, but it's recognising a job well done. I sometimes describe it as having an inner cheerleading squad. So when you've achieved something, be it passing an exam or remembering to post a birthday card or remembering to untuck your skirt from your pants when you leave a coffee shop blue, that one's very much for me, line that cheerleading squad up and let them cheer for you. You can pick your own cheerleading squad. Mine occasionally contains the leading stars from a range of superhero movies, all waving pom-poms and cheering, yay, Helen, you did it. Joking aside, the imaginary cheerleading squad is a way of reminding yourself to recognise your own strengths and abilities, line them up and send them out to cheer for you when you've done something well. Because if we don't spend time looking at the positives in ourselves, we can become overwhelmed by the negatives. The ability to view yourself positively might perhaps be a genetics thing, the way your brain is designed, but it's definitely something we can work on and improve. Self-confidence can also come from the people around you. If you're constantly hearing critical messages, you start to believe them and they begin to shape who you are. For example, being told other people find you boring. Other people find you boring when you talk about the same thing all the time. Don't do that. That's weird. Why would you like that? That's so whatever. I've heard those phrases. I've heard those words being said to autistic people and they are so destructive. But you know, there's the unspoken stuff too. The stares, the tuts, the impatience when you take too long to do something or you don't behave as expected. People whose brains work in typical ways can struggle to understand, appreciate and support autistic behaviours, the communication styles and that kind of general way of being. That can really dent your confidence if the majority so the majority of people around us are not autistic, the majority of people constantly signal or suggest that you're not doing it their way and therefore not doing it right. Autism is a social and communication difference. And so autistic people may miss those cues that other people are transmitting for socially appropriate behaviour. So, for example, that's from knowing when to end a conversation uh, to maybe something like for children keeping their hands out their pants in public or not eating what you've pulled out your nose. They sometimes miss those social cues or it's not relevant for them. You know, a lot of social rules relate to hygiene, which is particularly relevant mid-COVID-19. And so social rules are important. But autistic people might miss the subtle little clues about how things are done in a place. They also may not care or be bound by typical rules and regulations. That, by the way, is why autistic people can be so good at unique thinking, problem solving and creativity. 
But if everyone else is telling you you're socially incorrect or inappropriate, that can really dent your confidence. Yeah, it's a real struggle. You know, all of these negative messages can really dent confidence. If we sort of flip back to my survey now and I asked you where, what areas did people think an autistic person's self-confidence was most often seen as actually higher than a non-autistic person's self-confidence? And the things that came back were work skills and academic ability. And I've spoken to autistic people directly about this issue as well to get extra information. But that's a really bitter twist to that tale though. So having more confidence around your work skills and your academic ability can socially appear as overconfident or even arrogant or offensive. But for autistic people showing what they know, pointing out others' mistakes, correcting teachers, managers, colleagues, it's all very innocent and hopefully, you know, we've done with good intent, but that can all trigger tricky social situations. There is a simple logic to the thought. I know something which I think you should know, therefore I will tell you. But that confidence can appear as overconfident or arrogant. That's a really tricky balance socially and a bit unfair, I think. In the survey, I also asked where self-confidence may be lower. So where self-confidence is lower for autistic people. And the things that stood out, perhaps unsurprisingly, were social skills, communication skills and mental health. Delving in a bit deeper, I asked where people had experiences which had, had a real-life negative impact on an autistic person's self-confidence. So between 40 to 72% of people had experienced the following. The most frequent comes first, and that's other people's behaviour towards the autistic person. Then we have school staff attitudes and opinions, general public's, family and colleagues' attitudes and opinions on autism, education and local authority policies for autism, difficulty accessing learning at school, family attitudes and opinions, and social media and TV and general media articles were also seen to have a negative impact for over a third of people. The real life stories perhaps can bring the issues of autism and self-confidence to life a little better than my statistics. So thank you so much to those of you who shared them with me. So here are the things that people shared, the examples of where um, autism and or an autistic person's self-confidence had been had been damaged had been negatively influenced my son thinks he's stupid because he's not understood by his friends my peers at school constantly make jokes about autistic people and talk about them very negatively i constantly see hurtful comments on youtube and negative portrayal in the media when given unclear instructions and then being told off for not doing the task other people's perceptions and expectations towards my son. They often overlook him because he's very quiet and strongly lacks confidence in speaking with more than one person at a time. At the end of job interviews, when I've informed people about my autism, they react as if I was about to wet myself. Negatively affected by many years of constant poor interactions with school staff and inadequate supervision, which has resulted in always feeling left out of things, unable to be like everyone else or belonging. Lots of media and public perception is very simplistic and can leave autistic people feeling they are less normal rather than just a bit different with their own strengths. Some really powerful messages there, I think, and, and I, I find quite distressing. I want to move on to looking at some top tips. That's a very light and breezy phrase to use, but top tips. Uh, in brief, I'll be looking at celebrating yourself and others, challenge yourself, stop comparing yourself to others, reframe negative messages, view criticism differently, role models, positive relationships, 
limit social media use and care for yourself or take care of your autistic person. I think it's really important if I'm discussing the notion of self-confidence to look at ways that we can improve that and particularly from an autistic perspective. So self-confidence is about trusting your own skills, knowledge and abilities. Firstly, you have to know what these are. So we're focusing on celebrating yourself and with other people. So you have to know what these are and you have to have the opportunity to use them. When you use them, you need to be able to recognise you've done well and it helps if other people tell you so as well. So next time you'll feel secure and confident enough to do the thing again and then perhaps try something else new. You know, it's important to be able to express or to recognise what you're good at or where your strengths lie or for other people to express that for you. You know, put them up on post-it notes, cover your fridge with reminders of how great you are. Make a poster showing how awesome you are. You know, do it with the autistic person you support. Celebrate together. Celebrate everything about yourself or your autistic loved one. You know, for example, being great at tying shoelaces, giving hugs, cooking pasta, creating new recipes, mowing the lawn, listening to friends, typing, dancing freely, taking photos, developing apps, running projects, making financial decisions. That's not my list, by the way. It's just an example of some marvellous things you could celebrate. Those that know me well know that I don't do hugs. Well, they're reserved for close family. Uh, my children are, are, are fortunately very happy for me to smother them in hugs. Anyone else hugs me? And it's too much of a sensory overload for me. It makes me panic before conversations even started. But yeah, I'm kind of wandering off track there. Um, you know, come on, challenge yourself. Create a list of 10, 20, 50, 100 things and remind yourself regularly just how fantastic you are. And then create some more challenges. So that's my next tip. Achievements build self-confidence. Today, I will walk 50 more steps than yesterday. Today, today I will learn a new word. Next week, I will listen to one chapter of a new book. Next month, I will know how to cook boiled eggs. Challenges build confidence. If you don't get there first time, you'll have learned how to get a little bit further for next time. And that's fine. Role models. So focusing on role models, they're really key, be they autistic or not. Positivity is key. People who demonstrate positive words, positive actions and positive intentions. There are some marvellous autism advocates out there. It's really good to see other, other people celebrating differences and sharing their experiences. It takes away the sense of being alone with your challenges. The role models are really key. Find one for yourselves, find one for the autistic person that you're caring for. Stop comparing yourselves negatively to others. You can aspire to learn the skills and knowledge of others, but it's not healthy to compare yourself. Have a good look at the things you think you think, so you don't have to, but you think you need to change about yourself. These are the things that are limiting your self-confidence. You know, I'll use communication as an example to kind of reflect on, on what's happened to me. There are times in the past where I haven't felt confident about my communication skills, and it's a long time in the past, but I remember them well. It possibly at one point, it was due to a manager telling me 20 years ago that I'd never be promoted as I'm a poor communicator. Well, I think perhaps a big fat zero points to that lady. Poor prediction skills would be my feedback to her. Um, I'm not saying I'm 
excellent at it. I'm not saying I'm the best communicator, but I haven't restricted what I do because of my concerns, because of my concerns about her feedback. I haven't let her feedback limit me. I think that's what I'm trying to say. If I look at what I can do in terms of communication, I'm really fortunate. I'm always able to express my base needs and want what I need and what I want. Looking further, I'm able to simplify complex ideas and share them with others. I'm a trainer, I'm a teacher. I'm able to have conversations with others. Oh, hey, look, there's three skills for me to add to my list to celebrate. I'm focusing on the positives here and not letting any differences I have in the way I communicate lower my self-confidence. In terms of differences, when I communicate, I've been criticised for speaking too fast and not always making sense. I know that's due to my social anxiety, but externally it comes out as flustered and rambling. You know, I recognise that, but that's not a great sin. I occasionally accidentally swap words around randomly. Uh, my favourites and most common are swapping elephant for element, don't know why, and swapping park for car park or the other way around, all are purely accidental each time. And also, let's add to the list, I can't say my letter R's correctly. I really have to specify letter R as it's so tricky for me to say. It kind of sounds like I'm saying something a bit different there. Uh, my accent is a mix of all the places I've lived and the people I've met. I tend to mimic sounds without realising. And I think that's probably a fairly common autistic trait. I've never found my own accent and stuck with it, so perhaps can sound a bit peculiar at times. But I am fine with all of that. It's the other person's problem, if any of that's an issue. You know, in the grand scheme of the world, none of that stuff matters. You know, and that's why I maintain my confidence and I'm able to speak publicly to a large audiences. You know, it's really funny, my dad didn't realise he wasn't uh, saying his letter R's clearly until he was 60 or something nobody ever pointed it out which i think is rather lovely you know i've seen people really limit themselves because what they see as a flaw in themselves or the behavior or they've been told how they're behaving or look is wrong you know and that's such a waste of human energy and potential i know someone who always hides their hands as someone else once said they're too masculine well, what does that even mean nowadays? It's just nonsense, really. But it was something she always worries about. The shape and size of her hands. There's a script running in her head that they're not okay. You know, but those scripts can be changed with support. That moves me on to try and reframe and rewrite what other people say to you. I hear your message. You can hear that. And somebody gives you feedback that feels really negative. I hear your message. I'm going to take some time to process that or I'll recognise it said through your perspectives or worries or I'll recognise it as something unkind with no value or I recognise what you've just said is a small mistake or something said with good intent but poorly delivered or something to forget about or a really helpful piece of feedback that will help me develop my skills and boost my confidence. So that's reframing and rewriting negative messages rather than letting them hinder you or lower your self-confidence. That's so hard though when a negative message come from, comes from someone you love and trust, but it's still doable. I think counsellors spend a lot of time working with their clients about looking at negative messages from loved ones. You know, if somebody's critical of you, 
pity them for having wasted energy on negative thoughts. But little word of caution, don't mix that with helpful, constructive feedback. For example, you know, if somebody says, if you did it like this, it might be easier. Or next time, push that button instead. Button instead, not that button. That's a very different idea. So push that button instead. That's just knowledge sharing and perfectly fine. And a great example of where I swap words, button and button. Brilliant. Uh, so moving on to the next point. Still thinking about tips and hints to help you develop better self-confidence. Positive relationships, really powerful words. You have to consider the validity, the purpose of the person who is damaging your self-confidence. Positive relationships are key. Positive relationships might come from family members, colleagues and friends, people who share your interests. Positive relationships make you feel good about yourself and the other person. Avoid negative relationships. People who make you feel bad about yourself. You know, it's a really big idea in just a few words. You know, and it's one to investigate further, perhaps for many of you. And it can be tricky if you're an autistic person and relationships are challenging. Finding appropriate ones, finding positive ones can be harder. And that's where support really needs to be there. Another thought for you. If you're the partner, family member or carer of an autistic person, ensure that you're not transferring your confidence issues, your low self-confidence issues onto them. The things that worry you, the social pressures you feel, the mistakes you don't want them to make in case they're judged by others, those things may not be relevant to them. So make sure you're not transferring your self-confidence issues onto the autistic person you're caring for or supporting. The next tip, limit social media use. And I mean, go beyond just taking a day off from Twitter. Validating yourself through strangers' likes, comments and shares is proving to be very unhealthy. There are lots of research and real life stories out there to support. Don't get rid of it you know, completely. I rely on social media for lots of information and ideas, but I don't use it to validate my worth. I don't let it dent my self-confidence. Do you know what? So many thoughts there. So many tips. I have looked at perhaps where self-confidence might be an issue for an autistic person. I've looked at a little bit of research I've done, a little bit of chatting to people and share some stories which hopefully demonstrate why self-confidence is so important to protect for autistic people and for those who are not autistic too. Remember, you are fine and you are marvellous. Take that as a starting point to improving your self-confidence. And if a negative voice tries to drown that sentence out, bring out your cheerleading team to help celebrate you being you. I haven't covered everything to do with autism and self-confidence. I've just given you a general overview and perhaps a starting point to move forwards from. If you're concerned about yourself or someone you support or care for, please do seek professional medical support. I really enjoy sharing my knowledge and experience, so please let others know about this podcast. Have a look at my website, heleneaton.co.uk, and follow me on social media. Thanks for listening and goodbye.